Welcome to the Vacationeers Theme Parks and More podcast. Join us as we discuss vacation planning, reporting, and reviews on vacations ranging from Disney and theme parks to cruising and beach getaways with everything in between. So grab your passport, a fast pass, and an umbrella drink because the show's about to begin. And now, without any further delay, here is your ghost host, Vacationeer Tom. Welcome to episode 174 of the Vacationeer Theme Parks and More podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined inside my panel of blogger extraordinaire, John Self, are you ready to ride? Uh, yeah. Yes, you are. We're going to ride all the way to Disney Springs, then we're going to ride to SeaWorld Entertainment Parks, and we're going to ride to Earth Day and Epcot and halfway to Halloween. There's so much to talk about and so little time to do it. So let's get started. But first, of course, let's do some housekeeping. Go to Twitter, follow Pastor John Self, uh, where he does all his writing and he posts a bunch of stuff. Uh, John, what would you like to plug as far as where you're writing these days? Do you? Uh, we don't want this to be an hour podcast, do we? Well, they all are, but I oh. don't want them all to be your places okay. where you're writing. Uh, primarily at the moment, uh, the best place to find my writing is at uh, piratesandprincesses.net, of course, for uh, breaking news, attractions magazine for uh, bigger picture kind of things. Uh, Mickey visit and Disney dose for Disneyland and Disney world information and a lovely article I wrote about um, comparing Walt Disney world and universal Orlando. So just so you're, Ooh. when you're trying to decide between the two, the pros and cons. And yes, I did say positive things about Walt Disney world. I, I, I know you're on the fence. Which, which way did you lean? There? I don't know. Shocker. Which way I might've gone. <laughs> well, annual passes have gone up at universal. So after uh, I wrote that article, so mm. it may come down a little bit. Um, writing a little bit for Xavier at Thrills Taste Travel and uh, for Steve at Pixie Vacation and Universal Family Vacation. I think that's all that I'm writing for at this moment. I think that is plenty. That's a lot of words to be typing. So uh, keep your typewriter. Do you have a typewriter? <laughs> uh, I am old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> I had typing class back in the day when I was in what, eighth, ninth grade? I don't remember when. No, no. Uh, it must have been like ninth, yeah, ninth grade, ninth and tenth, I think. We had typing with actual typewriters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now it's, I think it's called keyboarding. I don't it know. is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we had paper and everything else. Wow. Killing the planet one uh, lesson at a time. All right. Uh, go to the YouTube channel, of course, Vacationers Podcast. I greatly appreciate that. I did a Disney live stream test. You know, I always hear <laughs> consistently, if you want subscribers. Live stream at Disney. Everyone loves it. Blah, blah, blah. What do I do? I live stream at Disney. Do you want to know what happened, John? I lost a subscriber. Yeah, that's it's hard to believe. Only person in the history of YouTube to actually lose subscribers after uh, live streaming from uh, Disney. So I'm a glutton for punishment. So I think on Wednesday I'm going to a park and I'm going to live stream again for an hour. From like, from like 7 to 8 or something to that effect. So I'll post it and you can take a look. This is actually going to come out after I do a couple of live streams, probably. So it's a little too late. But, uh, yeah, look for that. I'm going to try to do that weekly if possible and cut it back as need be. But I, I don't think it's too much to ask as long as I'm in town uh, to, you know, go live stream on a Wednesday night for about an hour, especially at Disney parks because I'm so close. Now, Universal is a little bit much, a little bit more of an ask, but I can still do that too if I get bored at Disney. Uh, yeah, the YouTube channel, I don't have any um, – I didn't update my notes for what I released recently, but I have a ton of stuff out there. John, have you watched anything recently? I know you're busy, you know, down here uh, doing all your stuff. On your channel, I don't think I have watched anything recently. I know I watched uh, the last thing I watched on your channel was your 
your top five um, uh, SeaWorld dishes. Yes, yes. At the food festival. Yeah, that was It seems to be going on forever. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of going on forever festivals, we'll be talking about Epcot later. All right, uh, let's get started then. Let's start with Terralina Crafted Italian. Recently, uh, you invited me along with Goo to you. Goo to you. I can't say that normal. I have to mm-hmm. say that's That's why they chose that name. Yeah, it's driving me crazy. And, of course, Xavier from Thrills, Taste, and Travels. Uh, so the four of us went to Terralina. And just to give everybody context, um, just so we you get clear understanding of what we're doing here, Terralina invited me out for a media dine and, and to invite some other influencers and YouTubers, and I scarily chose Tom as one of them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What was you I ran thinking? out of the real ones. You're like, yeah, exactly. Oh, so Tom. <laughs> All the other ones I partner with, I chose Tom. So yeah, huge but mistake. Huge. That's because I knew I could make Tom talk about it on the podcast. So just so you all know, that's what's going on here. <laughs> yes, it was uh, quite delightful. Uh, so yeah, we got there for a dinner, sat down with a reservation. I think it was like a 7 p.m. reservation. Of course, the place was packed. They have the outside bar that you can get a drink. So I did that, waiting for everyone to show up. Um, you, you mean the outside bar that you've made a visit to during a happy hour tour that you can uh, find yes. on your YouTube channel? Yes, uh, I think it's every day too, if I'm not mistaken. If I recall, it is. Uh, I think you're correct. Yeah, even on weekends, so you can't beat that. They have bottles, so you get a a bottle of beer. Of course, they pour into a cup for you, a much smaller cup than you would think a bottle of beer would fit into. <laughs> I must say, I watch her pour it in. Like that, that shouldn't, that doesn't seem right, but it, it is correct. So. Uh, I had that. We met up with the guys and we went in to eat. A lot of indecision early on <laughs> during this meal. <laughs> I am in retrospect. I did make the mistake of inviting people who are indecisive of what to order for food. I think it was also unclear as to what the protocol was. I don't think they knew. Like, were they supposed to do an entree? Were you ordering everything? What were the limitations? So. I think a little bit of just that to clarify, was all of you have dined with me before <laughs> for media uh, media stuff before. <laughs> just saying, it, it seemed like no one really wanted to uh, pull the trigger, but uh, we did get an appetite. Well, I got a mojito, uh, which was very good. I mean, very good. It's not your prefab, you know. They pour in you know, from a jug, you know. It was uh, made uh, specifically for me. It was very delightful. Uh, we got a appetizer. Do you have all the everything? We I have everything. Perfect. Okay. Um, so just was, to clarify, Goo got a strawberry refresher drink, oh. a non-alcoholic beverage that he thought was great. It's the one you joked about that lemonade was at the end of the description. Yes. And it was very strawberry and not as much lemonade, <laughs> yeah. which makes some sense. Like those of you who read your cereal boxes back when we used to do that, because that was entertainment for breakfast. The ingredients on your thing are listed in order of how many are supposed to be in the quantity inside of it. So apparently they really followed that at Terralina because the lemonade was the least important part. Yes. And it was at the very end. Speaking but, of. But Goo thought it was wonderful. You know what we should do? I can't believe we didn't do this when you're down. Next time you come down, we're doing that all-you-can-eat uh, cereal restaurant for five bucks. For milk? Go to milk? Yep. We're okay. doing that. Oh, okay. glorious, glorious. We'll sit that's there. It, that's it. Deezerland and shameless plug because he said it now. Please go to Attractions Magazine and look up um, milk. And Deezerland, it's here in Orlando, and he's referring to an all-you-can-eat cereal buffet that I'm sure sure there are some upcharges somewhere along the way, but all the information I have, it's $5. I got, yeah, I I saw a TikTok the other day talking about it, and they said it was $5, legit $5. All-you-can-eat cereal. Are you kidding me? Bring it on. I love it. I'm in. Oh, glorious. Yeah, we're doing that. (laughs) 
I can't wait to take a food blogger to all you can eat cereal place. That, that be could glorious. be that could be that could be embarrassing. <laughs> that will be glorious. Get get an invite for that. Immediate invite. Yeah, yeah that's gonna happen. <laughs> what twenty bucks? You know, you get take four people. <laughs> you can't beat it. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he got the refresher. Yeah, it looked good. I love strawberry, so I'm sure I would enjoy it too. Do they do refreshers that have alcohol, or is the whole purpose of a refresher to be refreshing and not? I'm sorry, I will I will message the PR people to get an answer to that. I do not know the answer to that question. I've had refreshers before, and I've never had one offering alcohol in it. I think it's like, hey, here's a healthy, like non-water alternative, like something that you know has some flavor and you know it's refreshing. Well, it's kind of like if I go to some place like Frontera Cachina and they give me a beverage that's called they use the Latin word for liar, oh. which, which is <laughs> which is basically. Here is a drink that looks like it's alcohol, but it's lying to you. It's really not. Oh, that's really? Kind of the, yes. Wow. Okay. So I did when it did the tequila tasting at um, Frontera Cachina. <laughs> they came out. They were very polite and nice because they invited me to go out as yes. a, for a media invite. Yeah. Mainly they invited me because they knew I wouldn't drink any of the tequila. Uh, heck yeah. That's um, the so that saved them a lot of money. Yes. Um, and so they got me many drinks and as many Coke Zeros as I could possibly consume. So. Well, I mean. Honestly, you'd be better. They'd be better off to get someone who drinks alcohol because that will stop. Alcohol will stop you at some point. You'll hit your limit. Mm-hmm. You and Coke Zero, there is no, no there's limit. no limit. Yeah, there is no limit. I mean, and they kept bringing snacks. Going. Oh, yeah. I think they lost money on you. I did, <laughs> Even without you drinking. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the mojito was good. We got an appetizer. It was rice balls. It or was something. the it is, the it is the mozzarella stuffed rice balls. We compared it to arancini. Um, those of you who've been to a lot of food festivals at Universal or um, Epcot, um, that's a pretty common um, entree in the Italian area. Uh, yeah, to be clear, they compared it to that. I have no idea what that is, even to this day. Well, well I, those I of us it's... who've had the arancini, <laughs> we all compared it to it. Yes, I'm like, ah, whatever. Uh, yeah, it was fine. I mean, the sauce was good. Yeah, my notes say that it had plenty of cheese inside. Yeah, it did. It had rice. Um, it had a nice cheese pull. You know, you want to have that yes. cheese pull effect, so that yeah. was good. I think we talked about, it, and this is going to be a trend with a lot of the the restaurants at Disney Springs, is we are the group I took in retrospect is the kind that wants way they want flavor that and seasoning and knocks you over. Yeah. And this was this was Subtle. solid, good quality seasoning, but not something that's going to knock you over with flavor. This is something Elena would like. I think that's fair. This is something that the average theme park resort guest will enjoy. Yes. If you like rice and cheese and you don't really want the tang, uh, this... Not that there wasn't flavor there. We're just no, saying... No, no, no. Yeah, but you know, it's not... Like, yeah. like if you were getting this at a theme park, and I granted this is way better than a theme park, at a theme park, yes. it would come with a spicy sauce. Yeah, yeah. It would even warn you on the menu. Spicy <laughs> sauce. So, just for perspective. Yeah, it was good, but like for me, for my tastes, yeah, I'd rather have something a little bit more uh, with a bite or something, yeah. But yeah, it was good. I liked it. Um, yeah, so we got that, and then, you know, another four hours went by, and we finally decided to order entrees. For the record, it was two and a half hours. But. <laughs> I got the sausage pizza, because the last time we were there, I we got the some type of other pizza. Spicy Capicola. Yeah, which was fantastic. It was really good. Yeah, so I figured, I can't go wrong with pizza. Let's go. Goo got the biggest chicken. I, I still don't know what cut of chicken. Like, that must, must have been, like, multiple breasts, right? thing was huge i don't know he did get a it was he ordered the uh, he asked the server yes would recommend the server suggested a couple things and he goo picks the artichoke artichoke chicken yes 
Um, and I have to say, portion size wise, it's I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't taste it. Um, but based on Goo's reaction, I would say it was probably chicken up to the level of what they serve at Raglan Road. Now I know you're thinking I would go with Homecoming. Homecoming, they would fry the chicken. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Raglan Road, if you don't want fried chicken, is your is, is your go-to best option at Dizzy Springs. I think this compared to that based on Goo's reaction. Uh, what, so it was breaded. So was it baked? Um, I'd have to go back and check. It looked like it was baked and not fried. Okay. It was huge. I mean, it was. I don't know. I don't know what a piece of chicken like. I know what a breast looks like. I know what mm-hmm. a wing looks like. I know what a leg looks like. I know what a thigh looks like. This was none of those. This right. was a big, like they literally cut the neck off and just gave you the whole bird. Right. This would have been. <laughs> um, I mean, it came with asparagus and um, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes, and this could be. This could have been an entree that you could have shared, especially if you had already split an appetizer between two oh, people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. And so, I mean, it was. I. Uh, it was a. Thirty-one dollar entree, thirty-two. I know it yeah, was above it's like the thirty. Yeah, like thirty bucks. Yeah, I know it was above the thirty. So it was comparable in price to ordering the fried chicken and donuts over at Homecoming. Just yeah, to for, give you for chicken is a little bit on the high end, but you got a huge yeah, but portion. If I, if, of I, if I were a chicken entree <laughs> like that over at Raglan Road, it's going to be just only a little bit less. Okay. And I, it's not going to have that much chicken. No, that was a right. That was ridiculous amount of chicken. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he liked that. Um, Xavier, which I found out after he ordered it, doesn't like what, what, he does not doesn't like, like meat sauce. Yeah, just to clarify, right? Xavier, a food <laughs> blogger, does not really like chocolate. What? Does not really like chocolate. He sweets like nobody's business. Not really like chocolate that much. Wow. He likes it, but it's not, you know. It's not his favorite. And he does not like red sauce. Oh, red sauce. That's not, you got to take John, you have these in, in an article, or it's coming out soon? Um, I will be writing this for two different sites. It should be once I am get on the train and get back home, I will do it. So probably we'll be coming out on Pirates and Princesses and Thrills Taste Travels by the time you hear this podcast. All you see is red sauce. It was meat Oh, this sauce. was gigantic. You couldn't see yes. any lasagna. And someone who doesn't really <laughs> like red sauce. Order lasagna. Ordered it, and when I saw it come out, I thought I expected it to be, and yes, this is meant to be disparaging, something you get at some place that's not Italian or something you would get at um, some place like Olive Garden. Nothing wrong with Olive Garden, yeah. but it's not the same quality. Yep. And I didn't expect it to have enough red sauce for me to, um, well, I could have probably you know, made 16 ounces of pasta and still, and the, 100%. Red, sauce, the red sauce would have gone with it. You take a box of spaghetti and pour, yes. made it. I think I had just enough red sauce. I had more than I would in a jar of ragu. No question. You, you <laughs> could have a separate meal. You could mm-hmm. brought your own spaghetti, and you could use that sauce. It was yep. You couldn't see anything other than the sauce. Right. And that's not a bad thing. Someone who doesn't like red sauce thought it was good. Yeah. I mean, if you have an ulcer, it's probably not a good. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> not a good dish to be eating. But Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. He's in the middle of it. He's like, oh, yeah, I don't like red sauce. I was like, what? Okay, in the world, what would mm-hmm. make you order We'll make you order lasagna. lasagna. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then chocolate cake for dessert. What? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it looked good, though. Um, yeah. I don't typically go to Italian restaurants. And when I do, I, it, I probably, uh, what do I order? I don't even know what I order. But, I, yeah, I don't, usually I don't get lasagna. I imagine they don't all come out looking like that. Like, you can see the lasagna. I have had lots of lasagnas in lots of Italian places, especially Chicago and Orlando. Where you see the lasagna. I have have not 
seen that much sauce and it was kind of a meat sauce oh it was meat. yeah yeah he got the meat sauce so yeah um, it was a meaty sauce yeah it wasn't just yeah a can of sauce you pour on top it yeah it was it was it was a large i would call it a bowl it was shaped more triangular but i would call it a bowl i'd say if you put a you, you open up a can of sloppy joes and dumped it on. <laughs> <laughs> it was reminiscent in of other that. words if you enjoy a good solid lasagna and you really want more sauce with it this was an excellent entree, and I did, did not have the price tab down in my notes, but I do not recall it being by any means outrageous for theme park resort pricing. Yes, and if you ordered that sauce on the side, it would have came in a bucket. <laughs> okay, Tom's overselling this a little bit, so I just want to say, but just to say, we were, I looked at it and went, oh, my goodness. Well, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I, I can't tell from this dish what it is because it's just sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and you got the okay. Well, you got I, the I let all. I did the food blogger thing because I've obviously been to Terralina several times. Yeah. And I waited to see what you guys ordered, which is what caused much of the delay because I didn't want to order first. Yes. Because I need to adjust to what you guys do. Since you got pizza. Yep. And he got a classic pasta dish. Yep. And Goo went with the more upscale artichoke chicken. Yep. That left me a section in the menu notice burgers and sandwiches <laughs> we we've had the terralina crafted burger yes. which is quite good very good very good um and so having said that, i went with the chicken parmesan sandwich i thought that was the most italian thing i could get on the sandwich menu i ordered it i thought it was good the fry it comes with fries yep um or you fries are a slight upcharge but i got it with fries the fries were good they were above average the chicken parmesan sandwich was good it came with a little bit of a pesto sauce with it um, I think, you know, back to our circling, back to our statement, everything we got was good. It was good quality. We were just looking for f- more flavor to pop out at us. But we also have to remember, this is Disney Springs, and this is also one of my complaints about Boathouse sometimes. The quality is incredible. Yeah. But I'm just expecting more flavor. They're not heavy-handed with the seasoning. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, did, did it have a red sauce? You didn't have a red sauce. I had a little bit of a red sauce, there but not was? much. Okay, yeah. Okay. You could dip it into Xavier's. <laughs> I could have. I considered that. Yeah. And then I got the sausage pizza. Let me tell you something about Terralina. If you go there and you're not and you're not sure what to get, you can't go wrong. I've had two of their flatbread pizzas now, and both were extraordinary. Well, I mean, you, you calling it a flatbread pizza is probably underselling it. I people, think people is that what it's called? People are visualizing an appetizer. But isn't it called? It's not called flatbread pizza. I don't believe so. I mean, I could be wrong. Please, let's. I'll check with the PR person, but I don't see. think so. But even if it is called a flatbread pizza, don't visualize something you would get as an appetizer somewhere. This is a legitimate pizza size. Oh yeah, it's it's a full uh, personal pizza. Right. That's all I'm concerned with. The crust is more Italian flatbread style. I'm if if that's the point you're making. I I thought it was named that, but I could be wrong. Let me see. Let me check the menu right now. Wood fired pizza. Okay, so I guess it isn't flatbread. Yeah, because I would think an Italian place would avoid using flatbread because that conveys something else. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, I got it was so, it was the sausage, and uh, since I have it up, I might as well read from the menu to tell you exactly what was on it. Uh, mozzarella, roasted red peppers, pickled red onions. Now let me tell you something. The winner, I mean, the peppers were good, and the, and the mozzarella was good, obviously, and the sausage. It's weird that they don't have. Sausage, sausage listed under the sausage pizza <laughs> as an ingredient, but right. I get that's that's implied. The pickled red onions, oh my lord, so you did, good. You did rant and rave about the pickled red so onions. So good. I mean, they they brought me out crushed red peppers on upon request, so I sprinkled on top mm-hmm. to get a little bit of spice. The pickled red pep red onions were sweet. Right. 
in the combination of those two things, oh my lord, it was like a, a party in my mouth. Right, and and the the criticism that we're voicing of the four of us who were there, which may not be typical of many people, is that there wasn't huge, powerful, robust flavor. That could not be said of Tom's Pizza. No, no. I even in the video uh, I said I think I got the winner of the four of us. Not that the other stuff was bad, but mine was what I was looking for. Mine, uh, it was so flavorful. It's so good. I loved it. Oh man, so good. Well, remember in comparison when we've done we've done dining at other popular places that sell pizza in Disney Springs, and you were looking for more powerful flavor, and you compare, even though it was good quality. You, you were like, this isn't the kind of pizza you would have with beer and wings. Yes, yeah. Not that this is that kind of pizza, but it had way more powerful flavor. 100%, yeah. Yeah, this this was this was really good. Right, and to give you perspective, um, I believe the sausage pizza, I apologize if it's not correct, is $17. 18. Is it 18? Yeah, 18. Okay. Yeah, uh, bruschetta, 17, and the margarita is 17. I okay. guess that's how you pronounce it, margarita. It's not spelled like a margarita, but right. it looks like it. So it was uh, it was a good time, and uh, you know I didn't I've never met uh, Goo before, so I met him for the first time, and it's always nice to see Xavier again. And I uh, thank you, John, for uh, bringing me along. That was uh, very lovely. Is there anything else you want to plug from uh, Terralina? Uh, I think that's it. I will hold it over you forever that you, I got you dining there, but you know you'll be fine. <laughs> um, no, I think it's good. Terralina is one of those places at Disney Springs. It often gets overlooked because of its placement. And yeah, you could easily walk by it without knowing it. Right, because yeah. there's 21 table service restaurants just at Disney Springs. Yeah. And so it tends to get overlooked. And obviously, um, and this is not uncommon, a lot of people just don't think of Italian food when they go places. But if you're looking for, I know I have friends who've gone for romantic dinners there. You're looking for options. I know that um, in talking to their PR people that they're setting up things where for um, wedding banquets and bridal events and other things, they can turn it into a nice setting for lots of things at Disney Springs. So just that and, of course, Paddlefish, which is nearby, they can do those kind of things. Yeah, and I I say, and it's just my own opinion, I've eaten at this Italian place and the – what's the other one at Disney Springs? You're going to have to give me more than that. Has this, You go down steps where you can eat? You mean Maria and Enzo's? Yes, and I'd take this any day over them. Um, I was not impressed with him. At the risk of being a food blogger and, yep. and having to deal with these people, all of these people, <laughs> I would I would have chosen this restaurant over the Patina Group restaurants in Disney Springs. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. If I'm going to tell you, I, I will. Springs, I will get a nasty email after this podcast from what? What did you say? I'm like, <laughs> hey, it came up. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hey, invite me out to your uh, <laughs> your restaurant. That is I'll, not how this works. I'll give you a positive review. I love Maria and Enzo's. <laughs> I'd go there over Terralina. <laughs> that is not how this works. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Uh, and, you know, they have a happy hour, too. So, hoorah. You can't beat that. All right. I think that is good for that. Uh, also, I guess we can discuss SeaWorld Entertainment made announcements for two of their coasters opening up this year. Of course, Bush Gardens Tampa already opened up their swing. I'm assuming you haven't gone out and did that, right? I have not been to Bush Gardens. No. Yeah, I have. I haven't either. I I got to get out there. I just have not. Uh, One of made us has a season pass there, so I'm. Yeah. It's confusing, yeah. and it's not me. No. Yeah. It's it's an hour away. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I, you know, I only fly you know almost three hours to get here. Uh, but it's yeah. okay. You know, it's an hour old drive for you. No problem. <laughs> yeah. It's not easy to get out there all the time. So, 
And when I do go out, you know, it's like, oh, I'll just go to the beach. Clear water. <laughs> I'd rather do that. But I'll, I will get out there and ride it, I'm sure. Uh, but SeaWorld Orlando announced that in May, their surf coaster pipeline will open. And I must say, and I, let me say, pi- pipeline, both pipeline and dark coaster. So Bush Gardens Williamsburg came out and said May 19th, dark coaster was going to open. Mm-hmm. A week prior, I think, what, May 11th? They're going to let the pass holders uh, sample it or ride it. Correct. Those two coasters, both of them, I am stoked. I, and I can only get disappointed in both. Like, Dark Coaster could just be some light, like, flashing and just have, like, no theming and be disappointed. And Pipeline could just just not be that great, though. I, From what I see from Pipeline, it looks like that's going to be fun. See, on the other side of the spectrum, I'm on the expecting to be disappointed by both of them. See, yeah, I think because I have very low expectations for both of these. Sorry, SeaWorld. I know wow. I just lost press privileges. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, Dark Coaster, I think, is a great idea, but it's an indoor coaster, so it's going to require a lot of work. Now, if they pull it off, that is going to be awesome for Busch Gardens Williamsburg. Yes. Pipeline, even though I've seen the videos, I have colleagues who have gone out for media events who have been in the attractions, I've done the walkthroughs. Sorry, it's still a stand-up coaster. So I'm still, my judgment is going to be stand-up coasters have not, no one has successfully made a stand-up coaster that was really good yet. This will be the first. This is not your typical stand-up, though. This is I a agree. brand new. This, so. is, this is why but I have that bias in my head. Yeah. Whereas no, you no. are the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, I'm, it looks, like, I was that way, too. So I started watching the videos, and I see them, you know, bounce up and down, and seeing the track, you know, I see it there. Mm-hmm. It looks like it. It's not going to be the most extreme or the most like thrilling coaster, but it's going to be fun. It's got. It's definitely going to beat. Uh, what's their the new one? The the newest one that. <laughs> you mean at SeaWorld? Yeah, at SeaWorld. You mean Icebreaker? Icebreaker. It will 100% be a better coaster than Icebreaker. I agree, but I, you've got to remember SeaWorld's trying to expand out their lineup where they have a coaster for everyone. Yes. Uh, what's and the th- height? This kind of fills in the gap. Don't know. I remember it being higher than I thought it was going to be. Well, they lowered Icebreaker back down. Oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. They changed the restraints and lowered it back down. I think to 48 or something. Because that, you know, I, I know when it first opened up, they changed it real. They changed it last minute from 48 to like 52 or something. Mm-hmm. And that's no longer a family coaster if you have to be 52 inches. Because that's right. I don't think it. it was that tall, but they did raise the rate. I thought it was a lower amount, but yes. What else would it be though? Uh, I thought it was. 40 to 44 or 44 to 48. But it doesn't matter. The yeah, point was they had regardless. to raise it. Yeah, right. they had to raise it up. And uh, they put it back down to whatever it is now uh, so more people can access it. So Right. They didn't actually give a date. We do not have an official date at yes. this point. And I would not wager to give the rumors date because by the time this podcast comes out, they may have announced the date. Yes. Making me look bad. Yes. We don't want that. So. No. Because my ego can't handle it these days. <laughs> I'm too mentally shattered in these days to, to deal with being embarrassed on something so simple. Yeah, so yeah, sometime in May. So May is going to be a good month. You would said before that maybe attractions may uh, you may go up to Busch Gardens Williamsburg for attractions. Uh, are you working behind the scenes on that, making that happen? Don't know. We don't know what what attractions we'll be doing. Okay. At, and so, and oh, whether, man. and I'm sure, you know, if there may be other people who are going, but I know that you're intending to go. I am 100% so. going to go up. I'm going to go up with Ian. Uh, expect a video uh, vlog from that. 
I'm hoping to be able to do their uh, speakeasy thing too with Ian because he's mm-hmm. turned 21 here in, well, as of the recording, he's turned 21 in six days. Uh, this is released on the first, so he'll be turning 21 the day after this is released. There you go. Happy birthday, Ian, buddy. Uh, yeah, so that will be glorious. All right, so that's SeaWorld Entertainment stuff. Next, uh, let's talk about, do you want to talk about Earth Day or Halfway to Halloween? Both are Those, Disney. Uh, halfway to Halloween chronologically was ahead, so I guess we'll go Halfway to Halloween. All right, Halfway to Halloween. So okay. Disney and all their insights you know, to bring more Halloween joy or sell more products. They have, what? how long is this? It's only like four days, right? It's halfway really- to Halloween was April 20th through 23rd. This okay. is the same thing I've done a couple times now where they do halfway to Halloween. So four days. That's right. Right. And so I, I picked up on it, and people are waiting for um, yeah, Universal wasn't... to do HHN because oh. I did a halfway to Halloween article halfway to HHN about what we knew at the time. So we're waiting on HHN to figure it out. I suspect nobody knew it was halfway to Halloween. I didn't see any marketing for it. I mean, other than being like, with bloggers and stuff who know this who are going to eat their food and stuff – I, well, I, Disney did a lot of social media promotion of it. And, of uh, course, Gideon's cooperated also. Oh, yes. They had a cookie. Yeah. or No, well, that wasn't a cookie, technically. It's a snack cake. Snack cake. Okay, okay. But I, how, how, what percentage of people in the parks during those days did you think do you think knew it was halfway down? Well, see, here's the variable you have thrown in that has skewed things. <laughs> okay. You said in the parks. Yes. The only thing that would clue you in that it was halfway to Halloween in the parks was the one item you got. Even though I do have verifications, there was a secret popcorn menu that was tested out, <gasps> and that you were able to get it. I don't know anything more than that. Oh, that's but, the one Goo was saying. Yes, um, but most of the halfway to Halloween items, if not all, almost all, were at Disney Springs or at the theme park resorts. Uh, okay, okay, yeah, I was in the park on Friday, and uh, right, the only proof you would have would be the recycled, though you enjoyed it, the recycled. Milkshake happy and donut on top. Haunts. Yes, I think it was Happy Haunts milkshake or something. I believe that sounds correct. But you know what? They didn't like. There was nothing. It was on the menu. You get online. You get online order, which I did. But nowhere in the like the description did it say halfway to Halloween sh- limited time shake or anything. It just appeared to be a normal okay, shake. Spoiler alert: Disney likes to keep things the same and just change the name and change a piece of it and say, "Hey, we have this new thing for you." Go back in time, the 50th anniversary. Now suddenly these items still exist. They just have a different chocolate piece on top of them. Uh, this is the same ice cream. This is the standard Disney move. I gotcha. Because I gotcha. people who are not paying attention think it's exactly the same item. Like my favorite example was the Mr. Toad Brat Burger that they came out with Oof. October 1st, 2021, being the anniversary, I think it was. Sounds delightful. And it's it's uh, it's terrible. Oh. Um, and <laughs> no sorry, more. spoiler, it's terrible. When they had the Mr. Toad popcorn bucket, they said, oh, we have this new Mr. Toad brat burger. No, that was not new. That's yeah. the same thing you've had the whole 50th. And a bunch of these things, they just changed names. Now, gotcha. in fairness, if we didn't, we could make fun of Universal for recycling a lot of things for Mardi Gras. This has become more common at the theme parks. But Disney was really bad. I think everything we had, with the exception of the Gideon's snack cake, was a recycled version of something that Disney had done before for Halloween. And it is only for four days. So, I mean, Correct. you can't expect them to go too crazy. Yeah, and remember the main emphasis is them to announce Mickey's Not So Scary, promote Haunted Mansion, promote the movie, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like he said, uh, I did get the milkshake, which was a, I think it was a blackberry shake with a cake donut with like orange, or not orange, uh, 
purple icing, basically, yes. to look like Haunted Mansion. It was good. I mean, it was a good donut. It was a cake. I mean, it was your typical cake donut. And right. It was good with ice cream so or the milkshake. So uh, I would certainly, I mean, blackberry is not my go-to flavor, but uh, it was good. I liked it. Oh, so your halfway Halloween food items you got. Uh, we started, of course, where you should always start. We started at Gideon's, or I started uh, at Gideon's. Yes. And so you go to Gideon's. Gideon's offered um, some snack cakes similar to what they, similar pattern to what they had for their second anniversary event. So uh, I've compared them to, and I've compared them to in front of key Gideon staff members, and they kind of roll their eyes, but they don't argue with me. <laughs> um, the, when they make these snack cakes, it's like Little Debbie and Cheesecake Factory came together and had a baby. Ah, and that's okay. what these snack cakes are. This one was, uh, you, can, you can find it on Pirates and Princes. I wrote this blog up literally sitting at, the, at a table nearby Gideon <laughs> after having it. Um, you know, it's surrounded in chocolate, of mm-hmm. course, and the chocolate's high quality, a little harder shell than the previous version was an improvement. Then some pumpkin spice and some oh. other factors. It, it was pretty good. I love um, they they were limited availability and then of course it's Gideon so there was lots of merchandise and the trading cards and all kinds of things that go with that so yeah that was clearly the highlight everything else we had paled in comparison because we start because I started with Gideon yeah you started in the wrong spot you but if I hadn't event. started at Gideon's they sold what out of snack it? cakes at like noon on that first day. Uh-huh. Okay, so you went there, got that, then you started at the resorts or the then we then um. We ended up not getting the market, the waffle, the bubble waffle at Marketplace because it was the same stuff they always have, just with a different chocolate piece on top of it. Yeah, but that'd be good. I love those. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's just the same. So we went to um, we went to the Monorail Resorts where they had each one of their quick service areas had something. Uh, the Madame Leota cake. Oh, uh, yeah, chocolate that cake. Good. It was oh. good. I mean, it's kind of it's recycled from stuff they've done before, but it was good. I thought it was it was it was decent. It wasn't anything fabulous, but it wasn't excessively overpriced either. Oh, I believe it was about six dollars. Okay, yeah, it was a decent give or size. take. Uh, we tried um, the cake pop oh, over yeah. at Gasparilla. That was un- underwhelming and overpriced. Oh, talk about overpriced. Uh, Gudiu got that damn uh, tiki mug. From Haunted Mansion? Well, we haven't made a Trader Sam yet. Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. But Trader I, Sam I also has their their tiki mugs, and we were there when we made it over to the Poly, and we got the wristbands, and he got the mug, and the collectible mug, because Trader Sam's is hard to get into, and Disney likes to build in the scarcity model. $80 mug. Now, it does come with an alcoholic beverage, but $80 mug. That is stupid. Right. So, But I think they sold out rather quickly. What's the wristband for? That was to get come back to get a chance to get into Trader Sam's. Uh, okay, tell me how that process works. Well, on this day, you showed up around noon or later, and you got a wristband, so you could come back after 3 o'clock. So the first X amount of people mm-hmm. got it. Okay, I got you. Okay. And uh, then we went to the Poly to, I always say it wrong, where they have the Dole Whip counter service outside Pineapple and I. I always say it wrong. I think I'm correct. <laughs> um, and they had uh, kind of... Dole Whip in a in a waffle cone, similar to the waffle cones, not waffle bowls, sorry, waffle bowls, similar that they have at Fairfax Fair at Disney Hollywood Studios now. Okay. And then it has a little Moana piece, Moana chocolate piece on top uh, of it, and okay. some chocolate-covered pretzels. It, what makes that Halloween? Um, Because they wanted to have something. I have no Moana's idea. Moana's not Halloween. I, I can't Pineapple's defi- not I Halloween. I can't defend this, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> but, however, just for my point was that it was only a dollar more than the regular Dole Whip, which mm. I thought was a reasonable value. 
And this was a specific item for Halfway Only Halloween. for the Halfway Halloween, though I expect to see many variations of this item now that they've got the waffle bowls. Yeah, they got it. They have them in the stock. I expect to see many variations of this. And, I, you know, it was it was Dole Whip and a waffle bowl. They could have did a you know a chocolate waffle bowl, at least make it a dark bowl. Yeah, but Halloween. then we're breaking the first rule of that pineapple and I place. It's got to all be pineapple. Your choices were you could get it as pineapple oh. or you could get it as pineapple and vanilla. I forgot it is pine. I don't know if pineapple and chocolate. Does that, does that yeah, that would not. I, don't, I don't think that'd be a great move with a Dole soft serve. Yeah, I don't know. But still, I, don't know, I have no idea what makes that Halloween. <laughs> I, least, d- I didn't say it made it Halloween. I don't know. A piece of white chocolate. Just because it's forms. halfway to Halloween doesn't mean it directly relates to Halloween. It should. I'm sorry. And that's that's your call. Yeah. Um. You're apparently but not I'm running. A, you're not running a theme park. And running theme parks. Mm-hmm. You better believe that's not going to fly on my watch. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting to see your theme park. <laughs> it's going to be glorious, I tell you. Oh man. All right. Uh, is that it? Or is there anything else? That was pretty much it. I mean, there was there was the Donald Sipper that they recycled. There were a couple other recycled items. There was a Minnie Mouse cupcake. But this is Disney. We throw a cupcake at any event and yeah, call it a festivity. Yeah. Sorry, Disney, but you do. All right. Well, halfway to Halloween. You know what that means? Is it, is it really? Oh, it's halfway to ha- the actual Halloween date. Correct. Yeah, because if you did halfway to Halloween the party, that would have been in February. <laughs> Perhaps, since, <laughs> since we now know crazy. the first Mickey's Not-So-Scary Party is August 11th. Yes, so early. I refuse to go before September. Not that eh, they'll still do very well. I, I don't know that Disney's concerned. Yeah, since yeah. They, I don't they think sold they, out last year every yeah, day. I don't think they care. But guess what, Disney? I'm holding out. I, I will go before October, but I think uh, uh, September. I think I'm going to get. I was going to say the hypocrisy starts to kick in here because I bet you'll go to Halloween Horror Nights before October. Well, no, I said September, not October. I know. I just want to make sure we're clear. Yeah, September is Halloween for me. September 1st, I'm all down with Halloween. I'm not down with Halloween in, in August. It's just too hot. Maybe somewhere Sorry, north. for those of you who live in other places, um, it's too dang hot here in Florida in October, so I don't know what he's talking uh, about. Yeah, it's true. It, that is a valid point. However, uh, I'm sorry. However, just, if you go to, and I'm sure I've written this, I've written this on lots of sites, many locals, which Tom is now one, that is me. Many locals refuse to go to Mickey's Not So Scary event until October because they struggle with the fact that it could be 90 degrees. Yes. And they're in their Halloween outfit. However, then they wait till October and it's 85 degrees. Yes, not much cooler. Right. And quite frankly, it's just it's going to be more expensive and just. Boring. And it could be raining the whole night. Yes. Yeah, and I don't wear Halloween outfits to Mickey's Not So Scary, so I'm cool. I just wear shorts, and t-shirt, and uh, I'm ready to go. So, so fun. All right, men, we did have Earth Day, which uh, I didn't even know that was coming up. But, of course, Animal Kingdom had a um, celebration. I guess they did. In, in it was sense. their 25th anniversary. So they combined the two. Well, Animal Kingdom opened on Earth Day. Yes, but what, what, were, they tech, what were they selling or, or celebrating? 25th anniversary. Not Earth Day. Well, Earth Day. Those are going to be synonymous with Animal Kingdom. That was the Joe Rudy's did Joe they, Rudy's. Did vision. they have a T-shirt for the for that day? Um, yes, and they had some that said Earth Day and some that said 25th anniversary. Okay, but they mostly said 25th anniversary. If you need to distinguish the significance, I was but, just wondering. But if for they, the vision of Animal Kingdom, those are synonymous. That is true, but I don't know if they actually physically said it's Earth Day or the celebration was. 
their 25th or Earth Day. Well, if you say it's Earth Day, then you can't keep selling 25th anniversary merchandise. That's true. That is true. Well, I mean, Earth, uh, Earth Day. Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So that means that was on Saturday, yes. April April 22nd, because Earth Day is always on April 22nd. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't remember uh, Earth Day. But you went to Animal Kingdom that day. You got up in the morning, uh, headed on out to celebrate Earth Day. Tell me all about Earth Day and the 25th anniversary of Animal Kingdom. Uh, drove to Animal Kingdom, uh, parked in can't even remember the peacock section. Uh, once again, to say something nice, Disney security at the theme parks is so much better than Universal. Sorry, Universal, you need to fix that problem. <laughs> um, and then, if you know what items not to bring, Disney security is much better. If you uh-huh. if you don't, I uh, hope you enjoy standing around for a half hour. Yes. Got in. We all knew the park opened officially at eight. There was the standard confusion with the wonderful design at Animal Kingdom that we bloggers make fun of. That it's a bottleneck just getting in in the morning because there's nowhere to go, and they block you off and they give you. It's it's always a nightmare. Yeah. And then they set up a little stage and all the maps and all the information told us at eight thirty there would be a little opening ceremony to celebrate the anniversary. They set up a little stage in front of the Tree of Life, which was far too low. It was a great idea, and they had some wonderful things happen with good speakers and a lot of their entertainment coming out for a 15, 20-minute celebration. Nice. It was not up to the standards that one would expect from a Disney park. Now, Disney has built themselves to be the top of the cream of the cream, the top best of the best using the MI, the best of the best, sir, using the MIB reference. (laughs) Um, and this did not achieve that, though it was wonderful, and we got to hear some wonderful things, and it did a good job, and it was a, it was an improvement upon that. But because of how Disney set up and where they did it, most people couldn't see. Many people couldn't even hear what they were saying. Mm-hmm. Did they shoot they fireworks off? No, they don't shoot fireworks off at Animal Kingdom. Oh, maybe I was behind a tree life. Uh, now, 25th anniversary. If they can't have it at night, they can't have it during the day. Low ones. Yeah, just, just to say, it's the anniversary. Let the anniversary begin. Animal <laughs> Kingdom is not Bush Gardens. Ah, man. All right. So, uh, essentially, I just stopped the blogger. I mean, I guess it's good for people who didn't give a crap about it, and they could go to the rides and thought line. Yes, but the way they set it up, it blocked traffic and made it really hard to get to Asia and made it really hard to get to Pandora. Which so let, if let's make it hard to ones. get. Let's make it hard to get to Pandora. There's a good plan yeah. in Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. But People it w- do seem to like that. It plan. was a good idea. <laughs> I would have done it in a different spot, but then you probably wouldn't be able to promote it and people coming in and get it, so I understand that. Organization-wise, it was not the best thing Disney could have done. But it was good that they did up their game for celebrations and anniversaries of this park. In front of Tree of Life is the perfect place to do it. Now, logistically, if you, if you, you know, could set, path, If you could yes. set it up so that people could see and hear. Yes. I mean, but still, yeah. I mean, if, you're, if you were... If you're like, hey, let's do this, and you're planning it, I'm like, well, where else would you do it? Of course. Oh, I am not arguing that I would have – I might have even moved it out to the boring bleachers in Asia, but then no one would have gone there. Yeah, no, no one would have went. Right. But it was nice. I've been to better Disney opening things before. Yeah. Okay, so uh, you ride any rides? Uh, Well, we tried to ride Dinosaur, but Dinosaur broke down, which is important for my story later because then I got a Anytime Lightning Lane for later. Ah, uh, yes, which uh, the, you use wisely. The other three things that were important for this Earth Day 25th anniversary celebration was this was the debut of Moana as a character, uh, character meet and greet, which developed a two-hour line very quickly. 
You mean was, anywhere? Yeah. Huh? And um, apparently she's going to be at least there for a while, which is confusing to us because a Moana attraction is opening at Epcot. But, yeah. okay, whatever. Um, there were several other pop-up characters, especially if you were into Disney Junior characters. There were a lot of pop-up characters around that you could meet that would have entertained children for hours. Uh, there were a few treats. Ooh. They weren't great. They were your standard cupcake. Uh, there was a modification of the cinnamon roll that, depending on when you got it, it was good, and when you didn't, it wasn't. Mm. The treats were okay, but they weren't great. There was a Pumbaa popcorn bucket, which was a decent value, and a well-designed popcorn bucket. It was like $20 for a popcorn bucket. <sighs> Considering popcorn buckets you know, run for $30, $35. I, I just don't get popcorn buckets. Yeah, but you realize you're... For a lot of theme park people, you might be the minority. They collect them, right? Oh, yeah. It's very... Where the heck do they put them? These are not small things. Sorry, I'm currently, spoiler I'm currently sitting in the abode of Tom, <laughs> and I'm going to turn and look to the side. What, what are you looking at? And I'm going to see these board games. Oh, okay. But those are board games. Okay, so I just want to clarify that Tom is an avid board game player, <laughs> and I'm not even looking at all of them that he owns. Uh, yeah, but... They're, they, they're useful. And his lovely companion has organized this for him. My point <laughs> is, we all have things we're hypocritical about. I might be calling yours out right now. I, but a popcorn bucket serves no use. If I decorate it so I house. prove that I'm a Disney fan and I set up a wall or I hang it from the ceiling and the other oh, things. So they're collecting like their shot glasses or mugs uh-huh. or something. But that's a large, like a shot glass is small. You can do a, you can put a bunch mm-hmm. in a, in a cario cabinet and it looks nice. Mickey popcorn bucket, you can't do that. Like, it's going to look tacky displaying them. Like, how do you display them and make it look presentable? Uh, do you hang you them? You might want to spend some time on Pinterest and Etsy yeah, and I other guess. places. Yeah. I, just, I, I don't want to do the standard John Smug, hey, you should know this, but I'm doing it right now. I, I don't know. They're so big. They're too big. I, okay. For a man who lives in a three-bedroom condo, <laughs> mm-hmm. if I start collecting those... I'd be out of room. I I, I wouldn't have. You room. do realize there are people who have room, two or three rooms in their house dedicated just to Disney products. This is you really yeah. should spend some time on Pinterest and Etsy and orders. That's what I should be. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's too much. Too much. Are these things? Are they worth anything? Is there any resale? I mean, I don't know. Not. not, not I, I, I get. Two, like, I have two words for when you. Figment went out. Okay. Okay, but it, it came back and people like now. Can okay? I guess you can't technically buy one now, but. A normal... With all due respect, the trading cards at Gideon's have market share, market value to be sold. I got okay. And these are these things just... They, they stop, like, right? Like this I, Earth Day one. Pumbaa is supposed to be for a limited time. I don't know how long. Ironically, two of the people who sometimes pay me money, um, I messaged with, and they, they heard that the Pumbaa popcorn buckets ran out. But I saw a lot of them there when I was still there at Animal Kingdom. And you, if you bring them back to the park, you get like uh, get standard popcorn? refill, standard two dollars plus change refill popcorn bucket. Okay. Opposed popcorn. to how much is it just to buy like a paper? five something? Okay, okay. you do save a little bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And are people using it for anything else? I I can't verify what everybody's using. Sorry. I figure you repurpose them. If you're collector though, you're not gonna. That's right. Put soup in them or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, okay. All right. There you go. Yeah, I just yeah. sorry, listeners. Tom just has an issue of popcorn buckets. Well, they're big and plastic. Because it's, it's funny it's, they're selling those on Earth Day. It's not his vice. Yeah, there there were a lot of amusing things. Of I brought Tom home the Tom back to the condo. The park map 
of Animal Kingdom. Paper it, map. It is a thick paper map on yes. Earth Day. Yes, there was some irony there. They printed specific Earth Day maps. That were only good paper that day. Map. Yes, paper maps. Yes. Yeah. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't get it. All right, well, there you go. So uh, that was Earth Day, and that was the only park that celebrated Earth Day, I presume. Correct, because it's only Animal Kingdom's anniversary. So you knocked out Animal Kingdom, and by 1 o'clock, you're like, all right, we got to get the heck out of here. There's well, I did some other stuff, met with some people. We went through the merchandise stuff and saw all the Animal Kingdom merchandise, which I'm sure you can find one of my – you can find my editor at Pirates and Princess who wrote this whole thing up because I just sent her photos. Ah, okay. Then we left. And where, pray tell, did you go next? The decision was made that we would hop to Epcot. Oh, yeah, boy. Epcot is glorious. Oh, yes. About, well, obviously, 2 o'clock. You got to wait. Yeah, we we walked into Epcot at like 2.01 or something. Uh, Nice. And uh, what did you do at Epcot? Well, the first thing we did was we signed up for the virtual queue. Yeah, this is amazing. For the Guardians of the Galaxy. I have noticed this over the last week where in the afternoons, there's still boarding groups you can grab. Boarding groups are still available at 3 o'clock. That's crazy. And we have this other thing called Tron now. At this point, if you're going to Epcot, don't worry about the 7 a.m. You know, unless you want an early group, I guess. But it seems for most days outside of you know busy holidays. I'm sure those weren't available over spring break. No, those were not even or close Easter. to available during yeah. spring break. But wow, that's crazy. So that means you got to ride Guardians. For those of you spoiler alert here, I do not own an annual pass to Walt Disney World because I live outside of the state. Yes. And only recently have been able to purchase annual passes. Yes, that is true. So, so you have not ridden it yet. I have not. I have not ridden Guardians of the Galaxy up to up that until point. that point. But you did get to ride it now. Yes, I did. So please tell me your thoughts of Guardians. Well, first let's start with what song did you get? Um, everybody, I got Conga. Uh, Conga. Yes. Which one's that one? Gloria Estefan. Uh, Conga. Okay, Conga. Chicka, 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 chicka. I thought it was. I thought it was a really good song for that for that coaster. Uh, yeah, I like Blondie. I'm down with that one. But, okay. Well, what do you think of the coaster? Obviously, you didn't get uh, sick, right? I did not, though. I had concerns about getting sick. Yeah. Because I had technically not been on the attraction, even though as we on the day we're recording, you can see on my Twitter handle that uh, I've ridden Velocicoaster three times this morning. So <laughs> the chance of me getting sick on Guardians of the Galaxy not high, but it's a different kind of coaster. Yes, 100%. Um, I I really enjoyed Guardians of the Galaxy, but let's also put a couple disclaimers in here. Okay. One, I do enjoy Gloria Estefan music. Okay. Two, <laughs> I do perhaps enjoy the Marvel franchises, the comic book, and oh, yeah. the movie. And so I found it enjoyable. Also, I did like the the fact that I got to get a Disney a, a version of a coaster that was a good what Disney does well. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was really good. Um, because my standard criticism of Disney when it comes to coasters, and let's be fair here, I go to you know I go to Cedar Point, I go to Kings Island, I go to Universal. Yeah, is they don't have anything that makes them really special like. I don't think Expedition Everest is all that great of a coaster. And everyone just swears about how great the coaster is. I'm like, eh, it's nice. It's well-themed. It fits Animal Kingdom really well. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm too much of a coaster boy to enjoy it. <laughs> I think Guardians of the Galaxy was a huge step up for their effort. And I, I know that you are a huge fan of Tron, and I still have not yes. been on Tron, the Tron coaster. 
But I think most of the criticism the Tron coaster has gotten is because it came out after Guardians instead of before, like it was supposed to. Yeah, for me, because if you're Tron gonna, wins hands down. If you're just going to cut and paste a coaster from Asia, that's fine, but don't do it after you have. Not that Guardians of the Galaxy is going to change your life, cause going to change your life, but when Disney ups their game in the coaster technology world, don't just cut and paste something you designed at this point a decade ago in Shanghai. Because that's the criticism of Remy's Ratatouille, which I also wrote oh, for yes. the first time, which, which I thought was nice. It's a it's a great D-ticket attraction. Disney oversold it as an E-ticket attraction, if you're unfamiliar with those terms. E-ticket attraction is the top-of-the-line, yep. you know, the, the, th- the headliner. D is really, really good, and it's worth your time, but it's not, you know, it's not Rise of Resistance. No, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed it. I only wrote it once, but I when I did, I thought it was fantastic. Right. Remy's Ratatouille, the problem is it's using the same technology they designed for Disneyland Paris at this point a long time ago. And many people now, the technology has improved for Mickey's and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah. And so yeah. it pales. It's like the same problem those of you who go to Disneyland for the Radiator Springs attraction. It is too two levels of improvement of the technology over test track at Epcot. Oh, easy. Yeah. Right. So so it just makes it look bad because they've improved the technology. Yeah. And so that's the struggle for Tron. Um, I know from talking to Tom and from other people, Tron is Tron is a great attraction. Yes, there is the, the criticism that it probably should be about a 30 to 40 second longer coaster. And it's a li- if you're a coaster, coaster boy or coaster girl, I don't want to, you know, yeah, fit that. I'm using the broad phrase about Coaster Boy. Getting to ride it like a light, like a light cycle, is a really cool thing. But a lot of people are not appreciating the light cycle on Tron the way they should be, and they're they're looking for something more like Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, it was a little bit more. I mean, it's very comfortable. So it's not like you're. It's very comfortable for you. A lot of people are complaining how uncomfortable getting their legs and their egg, knees and their it's, feet in there. It's weird getting in. Now the yes. first time I did it, I I banged my knee. Yes. That's me. I bang. <laughs> I bang my body all the time. Uh, but yeah, it's it's it was much more. Um, you know, it's not like you just kneel on a padded thing. Like it's like it embraces you and then like flexes with you. Right. Yeah, it is it's good. And then the handle handlebar you pull down, which brings up your back. The, for me, really, the launch in that outdoor section, you don't the, the thrill of that. You don't or I don't get that from Guardians. I sit in Guardians. I enjoy it. I enjoy. A spectacle of what it is, but as far as a thrilling coaster, I don't get the thrill. I'm, I just watch it like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't that launch of Tron, it, it, not even going into the building and all that stuff. Just that launch, that section is that thrill right there is enough for me to say, yeah, this is what I'm looking for in a coaster. I don't need to sit there and make it a, a dark ride experience. I, I want it was it's fun. It's so much fun. Okay, just to clarify, um. I believe it was this morning you t- you mocked me for how many times I've been on Velocicoaster. If we're going to talk about launches... Okay, I don't know if I mocked you. There was a bit of mocking and a bit of jealousy all in the same conversation. <laughs> jealousy, 100%. But yes. mocking, I'm not um, so certain. That's also a problem for Tron. If you're looking for a launch-style coaster, I have not been on Tron, but I there are all the reports and all the blogs I've edited about where people do it. Is The launch is nice, Yeah. but if you're looking for a true launch... You're visiting, you know, 15, 20 minutes, or well, an I-4, you're a three-hour drive later from Walt <laughs> Disney World to Universal, Orlando, 
and Velocicoaster blows that launch away. I'm not trying to compare right. the two launches. But I'm I do think it's a huge improvement on launch technology for Walt Disney World. I say that launch is a blast. And the fact that you're straddled and you're doing it, you put your arms up, just in, in the view, it's, it's more than just the launch. It's the view and being underneath the, the Tron thing and everyone below you. I mean, it's the whole experience. Right. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's the number one launch in Orlando. I'm just saying when you launch, no, you, you enjoy have it. fun. Right. Yes. And that's all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh, I mean, I've ridden Velocicoaster. I, I enjoy that launch as well. So, And I enjoy Hagrid's launch. I guess the only launch I don't really enjoy is Hulk. Because <laughs> it grades me out. That launch is intense, man. But, yeah, well, I did that today. Yeah. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, that's too much. I'm too old for that one, but mm-hmm. I digress on that one. Okay, so you rode uh, Ratatouille, which I enjoyed as well. You rode that. Anything else you ride while you're at Epcot? I'm uh, going around. I did Test Track. Okay. Uh, living with the Land. Uh, glorious. I think that's it. Spaceship Earth, no? No Spaceship Earth. Wow. I was going to hit Spaceship Earth for Guardians, but when I was leaving Guardians, there was this live stream. That involves somebody having ah, a birthday. Ah, yes. So, Adventures by D was there as well. They went to see Flock of Seagulls, and they were live streaming. And John appears in that live stream. So, you go ahead and they uh, you go ahead and watch that one. They also showed the fireworks and the whole concert for Flock. So you can check that out. Yeah, but you also went and you ate, right? The one thing. Um, I did actually only eat one thing, which is ironic wow. because it was weird. It is the, during a festival, yeah. Being at the festival, but, you know, I've already edited 15 million other people's blogs about the festival. And the downside to Disney festivals is there's no card. I mean, there is a like a cashless card. There's thing, a cashless get, card, but, but you don't get not, discount. There's no right. discount, yeah. and yeah, I'm spending a whole bunch of money on yeah. stuff people have reviewed 15,000 times already. Exactly. It's not giving me any. Um, so I did what I had planned to do. I went to Connections Eatery, which yep. is the... Which I've never eaten that. Replacement for Electric Umbrella. Yep. Those of you who are old school Epcot people. And went to get the plant-based pizza because I know, I don't know when it is publishing, and I'm sorry, Lindsay and Gavin at Mickey Visit. I wrote an article about best pizza at Walt Disney World. It's probably 3,000 words about every pizza at Walt Disney World. <laughs> uh-huh. And one of the honorable mentions is um, the curry spice pizza at Connections Cafe. Yep. Now, I was basing that upon all of my solid information and my sources because that's what you have to do. Just because you think it's good doesn't mean it's good. So I wanted to try it for myself. Yeah. So for about, I can't remember what it was. I think with tax, it was 1201 or 1202 or something. Okay. Because I was trying to calculate the tax that they were doing as I was paying yeah. cash. So I got two large pizzas of pizza. Oh, like a, like a, like a standard slice. Bigger than a standard slice. But I mean, you you got triangle pieces. They were triangle okay, pieces. It wasn't like a flat no, it wasn't, or no, a it personal was, pizza. Or it was it was two large pieces of pizza. Okay. Um, and these, so they were six a piece, or you you have to buy them. Yeah, it's, it's 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 eleven twenty nine for the two slices. Okay, okay. And um, it's it's a really good um, plant based option, and which you know. Disney, uh, everybody's doing a much better job in Orlando. I found it was really good. My only criticism was the crust was too thin and too soft. This review might come out if I have any time in the next week before this podcast comes out. Um, But I thought the flavor of the pizza was great. So are you saying then your article that you wrote before about the pizza, this would move up? No, this would still say where it was because a lot of people will not like the crust factor. Gotcha. And this and crust was what you've heard. Like it's a standard. It's exactly what I expected. Oh, okay, okay, okay. 
um, that's the problem with being a food blogger is you, people consult with you is this, yeah, this is yeah. what you should be and go from there. But this would not rank for most people to be the best pizza in but, not Epcot, right? Because you got no. Because people would want to go to Pizza Ataglio. I think that's that's the pizza window via Napoli. Yes, I've eaten that before. It's pretty good. I don't have as high opinion of that one. Yeah, um, like but that. it is very highly considered. I would choose another rest, another counter service place over that, and maybe two actually. Yeah, so that's the only thing you ate. You didn't get a side or anything. That's all I got. Got a diet. That soda. was plenty enough. Uh, no, I did not get a diet soda. <gasps> what? You mean the whole time you're at Animal Kingdom and Epcot, you didn't get that? No way. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's no way. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, best 50 best Walt Disney World tips that you can find at Mickey Visit at some point <laughs> in the next, next month or so. Yeah. You know you can bring bottled beverages and you can. limited snacks inside to the parks. You can bring a whole turkey dental. Did dinner. you know that there are <laughs> certain counter service places at Walt Disney World, especially at Animal Kingdom, in which they have um, – Soda machines where you can go get ice and water at no charge whatsoever to you. And you can get free refills while you're dining. So if you have, if you fill up your cup with ice, ironically, I have my HHN cup, um, with, <laughs> I, with ice, and then you bring in your own sodas or beverages in your backpack, ah. you can survive on Pepsi Zero for quite a while. Yes. but I finished my Pepsi Zero supply. I really didn't bring that much in. I finished it at about 730 on that day. But that's the key, right? you got to carry it all day. That, yeah, but I didn't really bring that much in. Yeah. If you have a family, that uh, you'd be lugging a lot of liquid. Strollers. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> then if you get tired of pushing it, you shake the bottom of the two mm-hmm. liters up, you click off the thing, and it shoots off like a rocket. <laughs> and this is why we listen to the Vacationers podcast. <laughs> that's right. For solutions like this. Huge tips. Mm-hmm. You got a big hill on a stroller and you just can't do it, you shake those two liters up, you make sure they're secure to that stroller, you unleash the lids, and you let that sucker just fly. <laughs> that would be fun. Has anyone, somebody's had to try that, right? It's got to be um, like uh, I sure somebody has tried it and failed miserably, yes. <laughs> you only presume they fail, sir. You don't know. You don't know. I did pay attention in science class, so I'm pretty sure, but okay. <laughs> uh, all right, so anything else you did? I mean, obviously you went and you checked out uh, Ventures by D. You guys watched the fireworks Together? Mm-hmm. Or was it Epcot Forever or something? Epcot Forever that's not really forever, but it's back for now. Yes, because they're missing the mm-hmm. the jet ski people and all that. They're missing the kite tail elements. Kite t- oh, kite tails, yes. That is a shame. All right. Um, so that's, yeah, I think that's it. I, I, think yeah, I mean, we can sit and talk here the whole time, but those are the big <laughs> headlines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's good. We're actually at about an hour, so that worked out rather well. So what do you got uh, coming up? that people can uh, look forward to. I know at Mickey Visit, I have a bunch of articles about best, um, that I need to write, best restaurants at each one of the Disney theme parks. I have a review of Homecoming and a review of Tucson Chocolate Factory and Sarah Feast Kitchen. <laughs> um, there'll be obviously several reviews of Terralina Crafted that'll be coming up. Uh, off the top of my head, I believe we're going to do a breakdown of uh, the Boardwalk area at Walt Disney World so you can know pros and cons of staying in the boardwalk area. I couldn't even tell you what else I'm doing because obviously at attractions it's a little more news based and never know what we're gonna what I'm coming up with. So I think that's that's all the big picture stuff. But there is a chance. You're in Williamsburg maybe coming up in May. There is a chance. There is a chance. There's always a chance. So that will be glorious. I'll be up there too. 
All right. Well, I think that is it for this episode then. So I'd like to thank John for joining me. And until we stream again, don't forget, if you have a couple extra two-liter bottles of soda and you get tired of pushing that baby stroller, science says you can shake them up and release and that sucker go up that hill, self-propelled, and keep making memories. Um, all claims made on the Vacationers podcast <laughs> cannot be verified, and please should not be trying this at home. As the Universal Studios Horror Makeup Show tells you, don't try this at home. Try it at a friend's house. As always, eat like you mean it. Thanks for listening to the Vacationers Theme Parks and More podcast. The show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please subscribe and give us a review if you like the show. Visit our website at www.vacationerspodcast.com. For additional content, subscribe on YouTube and Twitter at Vacationers Podcast. Please like our Facebook page, Vacationers Theme Parks and More Podcast. Send questions, comments, or if you'd like to be on a future episode to discuss planning or reviewing of a vacation, please email the show at vacationerspodcast at gmail.com. This has been a Vacationers Theme Parks and More production. For Vacationeers, theme parks, and more, I'm someone who knows Neil Patrick Harris. Peace out, suckers.